podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys from Coppin Crushes. Welcome to a brand new episode of Cop and Fracker. I'm joined here today with a couple of friends and a very, very special guest. But let me just quickly say hi to uh, the two regulars. Glam, how are you, mate? Can't hear you, Glam. You're on mute. <laughs> sorry, bro. Sorry, man. Sorry. I'm good, man. You? Yes, yes. Not too bad. Not too bad. Well, Thank you very much. I'm a crazy technical one this evening, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Don't worry. Soon, soon we'll be back in the studios and, and life will be normal again. Mush, how are you doing, pal? I'm good, man. It's amazing, isn't it? The weather changes. Everything changes when Liverpool get a win. So, you know, just been just been enjoying the energy that, you know, a good three points provides, man. Thank you very much for asking. Yes, oh my goodness. What a shaky three points that was. But, and, uh, but last and most definitely not least... We are joined by the legendary DJ, um, formerly known as Jonathan. So if you hear me refer to him as, as Jonathan uh, from time to time. And for those of you who don't know who this man is, um, his name is DJ Spoonie. He's one of the founding fathers of UK Garage. He's been blessing the ears of radio listeners on the, on the airways for years and years. Um, we're, we're lucky enough um, to, to, well, I, I guess for, for those lucky enough, like like the glands of this world, uh, to uh, to hear of, of these events back in the day, twice as nice, um, when life was was normal. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, aside from music, Spoonie has hosted many uh, red carpet movie premieres. He's on. He's an avid golfer, and most most recently, he's a presenter on Global Premier League TV. And most importantly, as he signs up all of these emails, if you never walk alone, he is a massive Liverpool fan. Welcome, DJ Spoonie. Nice one, big up, big up, big up. I, I, I tell you what, I even just to cause a bit of trouble, I like to put in uh, "you never walk alone" um, at the end of a lot of my emails, especially to people who have no idea what it is and just see if they are. <laughs> That's excellent. That's brilliant. Well, you. how how are things going? We're, we're in this pandemic. How's life? How are you coping? You know what? It's, it's I always am really careful when I when, when I say this, but lockdown's not been too bad for me. You know, I, I oh, think cool. I've coped, I've managed. I don't have, you know, you know, like great excesses, um, good company, great music. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. really, it's been it's been fun. There's been so much stuff to keep me occupied. Obviously, um, the first part of the first lockdown when football stopped, then we weren't broadcasting. But as soon as the Premier League um, came back into play, then I had. I had my work for Premier League TV and then I've been doing some live streams uh, from my house uh, called Spoonie's House. I mean, it took me ages to come up with that name at <laughs> the beginning. So, um, yeah, I've had, you know, I've had a lot, a lot on my hands and it's, it's been, it's been fine. I mean, what's interesting is that it's, 
this time and this period has really allowed us to connect and just slow down a little bit, which I think I think we all needed. So yeah, it's mm. been good. Proper. Um, before we get into the game properly, just as a top line, were you as relieved as the rest of us were to finally collect three points in the Premier League? Absolutely, I was. Um, and, and it's getting to the stage where, by hook or by crook, I didn't really care if the fashion reflected own goal, yeah. 89th minute, whatever. As long as we got the three points, um, yeah, it's, it's not been it's not been nice of late. Let's yeah. put it that way. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Okay, cool. So, yeah, let's let's get into the game that we are we are discussing. Liverpool did go all the way to Sheffield and managed to collect a a two nil away win. Um, some of us actually managing to end February in style. Uh, Mush, I'm going to come to you first, mate. Um, we won we won a game of football. Always nice. Always nice in the league at last. Indeed. Um, let's let's start let's start with the lineup. So we saw our first centre back pairing, actual centre backs for the first time since November 2020. <laughs> What, what what were your thoughts going into it, seeing Kabak and Phillips line up at centre half? Um, do you know what? I was actually relieved to see Phillips in the team, and um, mm. the reason being is that I felt, um, especially that that um, four or five days where we beat Spurs and West Ham so resoundingly, I actually felt it was really harsh on Phillips, who who'd actually lost his place in the team, and and a lot of people um, credited Henderson a lot, and obviously we know Henderson's a great leader, but. Nat Phillips in his ability to win a lot of aerial duels, he looked more and more confident on the ball as well, which was a big accusation that we kind of aimed towards him on the Southampton and the Newcastle performances where he looked a bit, you know, didn't really understand the plan in possession. I felt like he'd sorted that part of his game out as well. So it was really nice to to play him because one thing that I felt um, has been a problem for Liverpool is that as good as Jordan Henderson is as a footballer, as a, as a person, as a leader on the pitch, ultimately, if you've spent 20 years of your football learning not playing in a position, you're, you're still not going to understand the position well enough compared to someone who's come through the academy system and, and actually got an education in the position. And And I feel Nat Phillips, though he might not be as good as Virgil van Dijk, and I don't think it helps any of our centre-backs that... Ultimately, we know that the the main man is so good compared to everyone else. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I was really happy that he went with two centre-backs because for me, ultimately, even if the results would be good with Henderson or Fabinho at the back, ultimately, we want to see them come back into midfield. So the moment the midfield frees up again, you're not going to feel comfortable with two players who haven't got minutes under their belt. So even if it was a lot more harsh and a bit more turbulent than it was on Sunday, I would want to see actual centre-backs to start getting games so we can see our proper midfield again. Yeah, yeah, agreed. That's that's for sure. Okay, cool. So, finally, finally lined up with a couple of centre-halves playing centre-halves. Always good to see. Um, we had a pretty shaky start, didn't we, Glam? What were your thoughts on that, on that first-half display? Um, honestly, um, I felt like deja vu. So, you know, um, it's been a rocky road last three months. Uh, usually when we're going in at halftime, teams obviously settle for that. They're looking to obviously break us down and then get, um, get us on the counter and set pieces. So I'll be honest with you, at halftime, I think I said to a few guys in the group, um, I'll take a nil-nil right now. And that's a, that says a lot. This is Sheffield United and we're at home. <laughs> but, you know, the fact that the run that we've been on and the sucker punches we've taken, I was, I was fearful. I was fearful for another sort of loss, sort of defeat, if I'm honest. So, yeah, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't very worried. I see 
I see Spoonie's face there thinking, geez, is that bad? No, Spoonie, <laughs> listen, it's been a rocky road for me, man. I'm telling you, it's absolute rocky. But bear in mind, this is a Sheffield United team who have won three games in the last 26 Premier League games. Um, Spoonie, I will, I'll, I'll pose the same question to you. Uh, yeah, what, what were your thoughts on that on that first half? You know what? I, I, I saw it as... I mean, the deja vu for me was 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 a little bit different to Junior. I thought that Aaron Ramsdale uh, had had such an inspired first 45 minutes for Sheffield United that it would be one of those where we come up against a goalkeeper like when we played Newcastle's Darlow and they just have the best night of their life yeah. and we create chances. I mean, we had lots of chances that we that we didn't take when we hit the target. I mean, I think at one point we had about five shots, uh, five shots on target. The goalkeeper was stopping everything and I was just a little bit worried that Oh no! Now the strikers are going to start getting a little bit more anxious. Um, you know that chance that Genie Wijnaldum had in the first half. Then he parried it out. It came out to uh, it, it came out to Bobby, and then he didn't shoot. And I was like, it's going to be one of those days. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know we, we we played well, and then you know things turned around in the first half, and that happens so much in football um, that there's just a change of energy of momentum at half time. And then we came out and scored straight away. Yeah, um, yeah. So exactly, ex- ex- exactly how Spoonie says. We we went into the second half now, all a bit like towards the end of the half. I was just happy to get to the end of the half and not actually be losing <laughs> for the first time. We made a few the first five minutes about conceding the goal. It's always nice. Um, so we go into the second half now. Uh, we have, and then we and you're able to see. Are we able to be able to reap the dev- the dividends of this change in um in our shape, Mush? Uh, Jamie Carragher spoke spoke at, at some length about how we've lined up a little bit differently. It's still a four three three, but maybe not in transition or maybe not in attack. Um, we realised that the team we're playing against are not very good. They don't really score goals, so <laughs> we can we can afford to give a lot of a lot of players some license, particularly Curtis Jones. So, what did you think about the the different setup that we had in this game? Yeah, I, I think you raise a good point there. I think the big concern for me, uh, which I kind of said even before the game, was that we've seen a lot of this midfield three. So, it, and, and, and I'm not blaming Klopp for that. He's, he's very limited in what he can choose at the moment. But I, I think the big thing was was that we saw the same midfield three, but all three of them had a very different job spec to the same one they've been getting week in, week out, which is which is something that I've complained about on the Patreon, which is Thiago's a great player. Virginia Wijnaldum's a great player. Jones is a great player. But you can't just ask them to do what Henderson and Fabinho and everyone's doing because ultimately they're, they're specific to the skill set of the player that that's in the team, right? So what I really liked was in midfield, like you say, Jones a lot further up the pitch. He's, what I love about Jones is that he can really receive it in tight spaces and he wants to exchange the ball quickly. It's like we haven't, I'm not going to say he's as good as of yet, and it's not fair on him because he's a kid, but I haven't seen someone like that since we'd had Coutinho, who can actually receive the ball with a lot of men around him a lot further up the pitch. What was nice, and I think it took some of the weight off him, I guess, compared to what a lot of Liverpool fans probably think of him, was that Genie Wijnaldum was allowed to kind of move up and down the pitch rather than play side to side, and you could just see it brought a completely different player out in him. He was driving with the ball. He was a lot closer to the box. And ultimately, what was nice about that was that Thiago could just get along with moving the ball side to side. So ultimately, rather than having three players who were sat in a horizontal line, 
suddenly you've got players who are in midfield positions that are actually disrupting Sheffield United. And we, like you say, Sheffield United are not scoring goals, but they last season they were very tight at the back. So unless you've got players up the pitch who will who will actually move about this tight shape, you're not going to score. So I was very happy with that. And um, yeah, I think we want to see that more coming going forwards where you either get more midfielders into the team to change it up or at least start changing up what you require of them on the pitch. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned um, Curtis Jones there. Uh, I've got a bit of a niche stat. I call this an NBA stat. So in the NBA, they love these these stats that are like so precise. Um, so I've, I've got a little got a little niche stat for uh, Curtis Jones. At 20 years and 29 days old, he is the youngest player to ever score away from home for Liverpool since Raheem Sterling in December 2014 against Burnley. Wow. How about that for a niche stat? Um, <laughs> I, I will come to you. I will come to you both. Um, uh, Speedy, I'm going to come to you first. Curtis Jones, yeah. what, what, what a player he's becoming. Uh, what do you make of him and what kind of player do you think he, he can mould himself into? I think he, he, he has all of the talent. Uh, Mush is 100% correct. Uh, sign of a good player, especially a creative midfield player that's willing to always receive the ball in tight spaces. I think his confidence was was knocked um, a little bit in that game against West Brom where he gave the ball away quite deep. They got the corner, they scored from the corner and he almost yeah. as though he didn't quite, as a, as a young player, he didn't quite get that out of his system quick enough. And then yeah, in the next few weeks, his performances were affected by that. Klopp took him out of the team. Um, but I mean, I've heard Jürgen Klopp describe him as, as, as cheeky. And I think what he means by that is you see some of the little step overs or the way he'll do like a 360 on the ball and stand someone up or a 180 or it's a good arrogance isn't talking. it it's a, it's a lovely arrogance and he's not mm. taking the mickey but he's definitely take, he's willing to turn a defensive uh, situation where he receives the ball into a, an offensive one and yeah. I think when you're looking at the, the midfielders as we have them um, it's not the kind of thing that Thiago does Wijnaldum doesn't do it Henderson doesn't do it when he did play in, in, in midfield. So it's fantastic to have that variation. But listen, if he, he's got two consummate professionals at the club with him, in James Milner and Jordan Henderson, and I think if he manages to keep his head on his shoulders and his feet on the ground, unless he's doing stepovers, he can have an unbelievable career. I really do think that he's a fantastic player. Yeah, he is. He's absolutely brilliant. And he's one of the few players, as glam as I come to you, he's one of the few players that... When you know opposition fans, they also speak quite well of him as well. Then yeah. you know that you, yeah. you, you have a gem in, uh, on your hands. Uh, so, Glam, thoughts on Curtis Jones against Sheffield United? Thoughts on him recently as he's broke out of this like comfortable shell that Spoonie was talking about since his mishap against West Brom? Yeah, um, I think that, that, um, that West Brom scenario was a testament to him and a challenge for him. Because obviously, you know, as a young player, you're naturally going to blame yourself anyway, especially when it impacts you that way. And I think Pop taking him out the limelight. I'm not sure if that was a good thing or a bad thing. I did want him to play the next game. He didn't. Um, but I think from even from last season, Everton um, in the cup, and he scored that wonder goal. And I watched a lot of reserve football, and he didn't stand out to me, Kurt Jones. But his breaking to the first team has been remarkable. Where I thought, oh, he's actually a decent player. Let's see if we can push on. And this season, he's coming to the team. And, yeah, other fans do talk about him. But I like his impact to sort of how Jack Wilshere um, impacted for Arsenal. Okay. He's fearless, confident on the ball. And 
as you guys said, you've got Thiago next to him, you've got Wijnaldum. These are two big international players at the end of their careers. And he stands out. And I just think he's, his approach in play is different, defensively and offensively, you know, at 20 as well. Um, I'm surprised by his emerging, but he's, he's just a player, man. He, 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 he's fantastic. And that goal on... And just that, that goal against Sheffield United, a lot of players would have probably have stopped and not finished that ball. And the fact of his young and arrogance is that he finished the ball, waited for the VAR decision, and it was a goal. I loved it. I loved it. But yeah, mm. top player. Top player. Yeah. Man. My own thoughts on Curtis Jones is yeah, similar to you guys. I think there is a, a young naivety to him, but it is in his favour. He doesn't have to dwell on the ball too much. That's my only criticism of him, but he's young, isn't he? My only criticism is that when he makes a mistake, he falls back in his shell and he's quite safe. And it, it look, it's so clear for a player who's as expressive as he is. He goes back into his shell. He plays the ball side to side. Doesn't really try any progressive passes or anything to um to to a point where he has to gamble as such. But mm. honestly, I I didn't think he'd be as good as he yeah. as he's as he's become. Even when he first came broke into the scene, I didn't think he'd be this. Guy. I was like, oh okay, nice goal against Everton. Good job, mate. But honestly, he's he's grown leaps and bounds. He's he's got that arrogance that you that both Mush and, and Spoonie spoke about. He's He's a delight to watch, and I'm, he's, we generally have our gem on our hands, and he's he's growing at a fantastic rate. Um, but from from our current star boy to our previous star boy, Mush, Trent Alexander Arnold has finally welcomed himself <laughs> to the 2021 Premier League season. It's good to see him back playing some great, great football. Um, so some pundits described it as the Cancelo role, which I find hilarious. Um, <laughs> honestly, I know, Spoonie, I know. Um, no, no, so, yeah. no, no. Oh. It's, it's something else. I completely forgot someone oh. was coming to the house and he, oh, okay. he's, he's here. So I might get him on camera. Oh, okay. No worries. No worries. Um, but yeah, on on Trent, yeah, some some pundits have described it as the Cancelo role, which I find absolutely hilarious. Um, Trent Alexander Arnold was absolutely bossing that game. Mush. Um, what were your thoughts on him? And is this is this the Trent that we've we've been we've been so fortunate to see over the last couple of years? Yeah, man. I, I um I think we've got someone on the camera there. Spoonie wants to bring in. Yeah, I have one one second. It, I, right. I've got headphones in. So let's see if anyone can recognise this guy. Take your hat off, please. <laughs> Take, hat off. Take it right off. They can't see you yet. Take it right off. He looks that? familiar. He does look familiar. Very familiar. Must, oh, have shit. you ever scored? Have you ever scored against Liverpool? Is that? Is that? Is that? Is that Hillwood? Is that Hillwood? Is that Hillwood? Hillwood. 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 Mate, oh, what, 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 two special guests in one podcast. Oh my so word! I, I, I want I want him to sort of come off, but I've, right, let me see if I can take it off Bluetooth here. Yeah, go on, and then, and then you can. Right, let's. You can hear him. <coughs> yeah, 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 I can hear uh, you. Can, can you hear us? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hello, Marlon. How are you? I'm fine, and you? Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> not too bad. I didn't think I'd be talking to Marlon Harewood tonight. I can't. Got to be honest. On a on a cold on a cold Tuesday night. When I, when I say when I say the definition of unplayable on his day, this is this is the man right here, man. Unplayable. <laughs> I would say so. I would say so. <laughs> you for the old battle. Yeah, you and you and your boy Nigel. My goodness, you guys. Fantastic. You you guys inspire me because look, I'm bold, yeah? As you can see. And, <laughs> <laughs> as you can see. When you guys were you guys you you sound like Carol a bus cut. 
you used to have a buzz cut and, and Glam and Glam's got no hair as well, just like me. Yeah. Um, you used to, you used to have a buzz cut. I was like, these guys, you <laughs> I was like, these guys are brilliant. Maybe one day I can grow up and be this good as a bold man. Honestly, guys, uh, it's been your your no, you your, your delight. You look good. You look good. Don't Thank worry. you, mate. Sorry. Thank you, mate. So is... Marlon Marlon has a a company that customizes cars. Oh, sweet. Oh, nice. Oh, right. um, yeah, so he's just come to to bring my old banger back. Deliver his car back. Yeah, how nice. how is how is life post football? Good, you know. Good, you know. Don't don't miss football at all. Oh really? Twenty-two wow. years is long enough for me. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. So, but my business is doing really well. So, I'm oh, still in the game, being an ambassador for West Ham and Nottingham Forest. So I do a lot of talks and stuff like that. So mm. still in there, but I don't miss it at all. Oh, fair enough. What would you say? Um, what would you say? You okay? You don't say you don't miss it at all. But what is one thing you miss about about football? The change rooms, the banter. The banter. Literally, change rooms and banter, meeting all the lads, just chilling every day, going in, training. I miss the training because it keeps you fit and you're mm. physically fit and everything like that. Yeah. Happy new belly, make sure he's all right. He's, <laughs> he's doing all right. <laughs> Marlon, do you know what? Do you know what? Seeing as this is a Liverpool podcast, just one question for me. Yeah. Who is actually kind of two sub questions? Who's the best Liverpool player you played against and yeah. one you felt was underrated when you played against him? Um, obviously, Stevie G's got to be because he broke my heart. Obviously, the FA Cup. Yeah, FA Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, The best, the best long shot you'll ever see. I, I thought we won that, and then the person, superhero man, just the ball's bouncing. Normal people put the ball out wide. Stevie G hits it on the volley, and it's gliding along the floor, and it, my heart sunk. Oh, you know the best. You know the best thing about that goal is that. About two minutes before that, he had another shot, and it went off for a throw-in by the corner flag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then when it came to him and he was setting up to hit this one, I'm like, "Did you see your last shot? Oh, what a goal!" He said he was too tired to do anything else, so he just, yeah, he just hit it. So yeah, Stevie G and most underrated. Oh Jesus, um, Liverpool player. There's a few, isn't there? Um, Sam Hippier. Yeah, no, like when you played against him, you thought, Do you know what? Why isn't this guy kind of hyped up more than he's actually Rob Jones. Nah. To be fair, there's been a lot of Liverpool players that's come and gone, to be fair, on my mm. um we're talking obviously now about fifteen, sixteen years now playing, so yeah. there's a lot of players. Mm. What would you I'll ask you this question. I, I don't want to keep you too long. Um I'll ask I'll ask you this uh, uh question. Oh, it's, it's, it's completely, it's completely, uh, it's completely I've got, I've got gone my mind. Yeah, go on, yeah, go on, Spinny, as, as I try to remember. I'd love to ask every professional footballer, right? Tell us about the one move transfer yeah. that didn't quite happen that you really wanted to happen. Uh, the Tottenham one is hard because obviously being up in London, um, mm. I, I was gonna, I was gonna go Tottenham, but being at West Ham. And knowing what I know at West Ham, it would, wouldn't have been the right thing to do because West Ham hate Tottenham. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Inferiority complex, I think. And to be fair, <laughs> I, I had four great years there. So it was one of them, do I go or do I stay? So it, it, it was Tottenham probably. Was the fair enough. Really. And in this current crop of uh, Liverpool boys, who would you say that you, you, look, you, you enjoy uh, watching the most? God, there's a few now as well. Jesus, but Trent is Trent's the one. I think Trent, he, yeah. he, he just excels year after year, um, and I think he, he he's got more to come. Um, everyone else is obviously, I think they hit their hit their peak, but he he there's a lot levels to, to go. Up. 
yeah, lads talk very highly about him at England because I obviously do cast for a lot of pros, but they say he's he's the one because he can play anywhere. He's not mm-hmm. just a right back. They can see him playing centre midfield, centre forward, centre half. He's he's a decent <laughs> player to be fair. No, I'm laughing, right? Uh, my, my girlfriend's there in the kitchen as well. She's never heard so much football chat in all of her life. <laughs> 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 what what language is this? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what's the name of your um your 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 car company that that you um that yeah, you're AC heading up? Premier. Say that one more time, sorry. AC13 Premier. AC13 Premier. So all our listeners out there. Follow you guys back, and I can have a look at your podcast and stuff. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so no, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I will. Um, I'll be in touch with, with Spoonie right after this. Marlon, what are you guys doing? It's just you doing um, mapping, or you doing the papers? I need my papers done, man. Literally everything: buying, yeah? in, wrapping, body work. All right, yeah. We can do everything. This has been the funniest development. Honestly, <laughs> 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 yeah, no, they can't take over. Uh, look after a lot of pros just to try and laugh after football and try and educate them about saving money as well so it's, yeah uh, definitely yes yes wicked, man. Wicked. Good while, to you're, you, man. while you're about please follow us cop and fracker um yeah so cop end and then fracas twitter and instagram we'll follow you back on uh, ac13 no doubt and obviously your personal account yeah my personal one as well Marlon, yeah marlon no marlon can i get the dj spoonie discount as well please because like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. i'm not spoonie prices I, I, I told Laura that I wasn't having to pay for it. Like, you just... But yeah, we will, we, we will let you go, uh, Marlon. Apologies for t- no, taking no, up no, your... No, your no, it's spoony, mate. I'll do anything. Lovely. Thank you, mate. Thank you, mate. Love. Yes, yes. Let me... Um, I'm going to just... I'm going to put this on mute. I'm going to... Yeah, yeah cool, man. No worries. Fine, yeah? No worries. No worries at all. Mush. So from I, I I don't even know how we go I, I don't even know how we go back to talking about Trent Alexander Arnold after having Marlon Marlon you've heard, here. You've heard the main man Marlon Harewood talk about it, but no, I'm <laughs> I'm um I'm, I'm happy to add to it. I think um one thing I wanted to say about Trent, and I'm sure a lot of Liverpool fans have noticed this, and especially when the stats come out, weirdly, Trent always has better games when he crosses the ball less. And what I mean by that isn't that he hasn't got a great delivery because. Trent obviously has a great delivery. I think the big thing about Trent is that when he slows it down a bit and decides to pass, dictate the game, that thing you said about the Cancelo role, I'm laughing to myself as well because Trent was doing what he was doing. Exactly. If if anything, it's it's the Trent role, isn't it? That's what I find so funny. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'd say it's a bit different because obviously Pep likes his fullbacks to tuck in. But what I loved about Trent yesterday, I mean, I say yesterday on um, on Sunday, was Sunday. that was that he he was happy to go to feet. He went down the line. He he drove past his man. I think I, I just feel like Trent hit a stage in December where he just stopped varying his game. It just became yes. the same yeah. cross it from anywhere kind of thing. When we know this boy has so much talent and and he operates in an area of the pitch where he has a chance to make better choices. So. Yeah, more power to Trent because we've seen Robertson. He's slowed down a little bit this season, um, this last month or two. Mm. And it's not his fault. He was carrying us in terms of attack for the first month or two of the season. So, yeah. we all know Liverpool are all about attacking by, through both sides, isn't it? So, yeah, more power to, to the wing-backs because our whole club and, you know, our success is built on that. I think yes. what, what, what the full-backs have faced this year is that the opposition are sitting in so early... 
that there is no room behind them to hit those crosses that they became so famous for last year. Mm. So people yeah. saying the crosses aren't beating the first man. A lot of the crosses that Robertson and, and Trent put in, they were low crosses. They weren't for a big number nine at the far post. But in yeah. order to hit that ball, you need the opposition's back four to not be as deep as they have been. The angle's never yeah. on, is it? Yeah, so what, we ha- what they haven't done is mixed it up enough to say, well, if you drop in that deep, can we square it to the edge of the box and take a shot from there? But then we've got midfielders that are a bit shot shy. They're not hitting those shots uh, from the edge of the box. That's one of the things that I miss about when, when the Ops plays, because once he gets inside 25, 30 yards, he will have a pop. But yeah. Genie had a shot. Genie did have a shot against Sheffield United. But I guarantee you, if you look other than Curtis Jones's goal, it was that one shot from Genie. Um, Thiago didn't have any shots, so you're not going to get any a- anything from the uh, midfield. Yeah, that, that's and you t- touched on something. So, so key there. It's all about keeping the defenders honest. They don't. They shouldn't know what you're going to do every single time you do it. There was yeah. a, there was a serious lack of variation in Trent's game. Now we see Trent showing that he's actually a very good dribbler. He can, he does have, he does have, a, I'm about to say handles, not basketball. He does have, he does have good footwork. Can handle the ball. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. Um, and then uh, something that was so, was so prevalent, was so obvious, was that we saw the, the interlink between Mane and Robbo at the start of the season so well. Robbo, they, it was like, it was synergy. It was like, it was, it was like, it was, um, it was telepathic as such. But whenever it came to Salah and Trent, it was always like there's a there was like a disconnect. There was never any uh, overlapping runs. It was always the same. Cross it from we, we call it the middle wing, if you like, just slap it in from there, and just just hope that Salah could go in and do something. It's a cross doesn't come to fruition. But yeah, mm. I can wax lyrical on Trent all day. Glam, you've got anything to add on 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 our, our former star boy Trent? <laughs> well, yeah, no, obviously I, I, I'm very critical of him. I'm not going to shy from that. I am critical of his defensive displays. Um, and I have been, but he, he, the last few games he has shown his, his quality, and that's what we need, like, to get to the bar line and, and, and desire to get there, you know, I mean, especially if there's no crowd, you know, the motivation for these guys um, are probably not the same as before, so mm. to get the ball in the box and the desire to get there, you know, it was pleasing, and I'm glad that obviously his, but, not, we'll say, but to be the ideas, because the Penelope go play Chelsea on Thursday and the next minute. I'll be a li- I'll be r- rinsing him again, but <laughs> you know what I mean. But um, no, um, he's a talent, and he will get better. And he's still young. Was he twenty three still? Yeah, twenty two. Twenty three. So you know what I mean. Good on him, man. Good on him. Yeah, I think I think what you said there is is true. Like when you you can tell he doesn't like defending. Like I have to be honest. Like he's he, he, <laughs> he, 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 yeah no, it's it's obvious though. Like even he's when he's good. like he's too good to defend. I guess. Ex- yeah, because when you're you just wait. No one really. Okay, look, unless you're a defender. Like who's genuinely a defender looks like you're a centre half. The right back's not really a right back for us anymore. I mean, he he decide he's our De, we call him our De Bruyne. He's he a fair, he, yeah, exactly. Like he doesn't love defending. You can see it on his face. So a lot of the time, it's his lack of effort that gets yeah. us. But yeah. even in the, even in the Everton loss, you saw that he was really trying hard. Obviously, yeah, he's, he's he's a local boy as well. It, those derbies they mean a lot to him. You saw him genuinely trying. Gives away a penalty at the end. It's a bit dubious, whatever. But there's a real effort there, and, and that's all we want from him, I think. Yeah. Because because he gives us so much going forward. Just give us a focus and an effort going back. I know you don't really love. You're not a Wambasaka, but it's fine. Just try and stay focused, not just let your man pass by. But anyway, from Trent to um to uh, one of our January signings, uh, I do want to talk about Ozan Kabak. Hey everyone, before we get into today's pod, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here 
at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover arts, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to levelling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the programme is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com forward slash join. Um, yeah, where do we where do we start from from Quebec? Um, Spoon, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to start. I'm really interesting to to hear um what you think about him. What impresses you about Quebec, and what do you wish he could do a bit better? Well, I'm going to be careful what I say here because I've got <laughs> former Premier League number nine listening to me talking about centre halves. I think um. Well, in my, my very limited um, experience of, of playing football, and I play to a decent standard, but n- never a pro, right? But here's here's the thing that I went from playing as a forward, uh, uh, a right winger, into playing in defence. And what I learned playing in defence is that 90% of it is about your starting position. Okay. And what's concerning me about Quebec is his starting position is wrong. And the minute your starting position is wrong, at this level... Let me tell you, you are absolutely struggling because, I mean, he's lucky that McBurney didn't have half a yard extra of pace because he would have scored and only because he started in the wrong place. And when I look at Nat Phillips, even though you might look and think Nat Phillips isn't as naturally gifted, mm. what he does, he knows what he can do yeah. and does what he can do well. Agreed. And that's yeah. all you want from a centre-half. So, listen, I think Quebec is... He's still young. For a centre-half, he's 20. He's got time to learn the game. You know, they say that centre-halves really don't come into their own until they're sort of 28-ish anyway. So, listen, if he does 25, 26, if he serves his apprenticeship and with us and he's got fantastic, a fantastic, one of the best defenders in the world at the club to learn from, then let's see. But at the moment, I haven't been, I haven't been too impressed. But I am glad that we're at least playing centre-halves at centre half. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. Um, yeah, Glam. I, I, I do want to come to you next. Do you think? I, I think it is quite clear to see. I, I think the general consensus will be that Quebec hasn't necessarily been as as uh-huh. great as we as we want him to be. And I, I have to be a bit uh, considerate of the fact that he's come. He's a he's a final day uh, deadline day transfer. We needed him to, we needed him to hit the ground running. And for a twenty year old coming into a brand new league, it's going to be a bit tough, especially on a free fall Schalke team who are doing awful in the Bundesliga. It's a complete yeah. mess over there at the moment. Do you think he is? Um, do you think his shortcomings? Do you think his failures so far is a, is a victim of him being in an unsettled back line, or do well, you think that it's 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 on him? The the, the thing I got to so touching on what Spoonie said about his side position. The problem I got is it's not come in and do a Van Dyke sort of present impact and make sure you're the best. The problem I've got is it's the basics he's doing. I'm seeing the basics and I'm just thinking to myself, 
brother, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, I, I, I see his clearances, and I think he, he's rash. He may be nervous, but there's no crowd there. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no crowd to be nervous. It's just the sideline coach and, and, and your players and your teammates. So I don't see why he should be nervous. I think Nate Phillips looks more competent than him. Yeah. And I've been screaming Nate Phillips. I'm not, I'm not saying Nate Phillips is the next best thing to slash spread, but he does his job. I like, you look like me. You, you don't know me. I love defenders. Do you, just, he does his base, does his job, get out of there. Restart again. Reset. Do your defenders, reset again. And I think with Quebec, maybe he's looking to do too much. Maybe that's the problem. You've come in 20 years of age. His name sounds brilliant as well. Quebec. You know, everyone's excited. I just think that, you know, just do the basics, mate. Come here, do your job, get yourself a signing. Let's be honest, he's on a loan. Now, if someone comes and he performs like this, he's going back. Are you not, is everyone going to say, yeah, let's sign him? I not don't know. Yeah, I chance. don't know. You know, you know what I mean? Is- so I just want him to just do his job and be basic. I'm not telling you to do Van Dyke and, you know what I mean, make a clear difference, but just do the basics. Because right now, I'd rather play Phillips and somebody else. I'll be honest with you. I want to start. Sorry to jump in there, but when you when you look along, you look in the Premier League, right, and you'd say, even though they're struggling a little bit, Burnley's Tarkowski and me, as a, mm. they're not fancy, right? They, they defend. You look at Lewis Dunk at Brighton, yeah. not yeah. fancy. I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not going to be disrespectful and say agricultural, but I'm going to say they just defend. They win their tackles. They win their headers. I'm Understood. cool with that. I'm genuinely cool with that because you've got the man them around you either side fullbacks in the midfield, up front. They're the ones to bring you all the stuff. Just head the ball when it comes in the box. Tackle, man, and pass it 10 yards. You, there's always someone who's 10 yards away. All right, if you're Van Dyke, you can spray it with your left foot, 60-yard diag, cool. <laughs> if my man just goes 10 yards, boom, I'm happy. Thanks for coming. Yeah, but Three. I, I think, Mush, I'll, I'll give you the final word on... on um... Back. My other last question is: If do you think he's, he's a long-term success? I think we probably know the answer to that right now. I starting position is a worry for me. A lot, a lot has been made about his strengths being in the air. He doesn't even impress me in the air, honestly. Like he's he missed. You see him a lot of the time backtracking when he comes to his headers. When he wins <laughs> his headers, he's falling over. It's yeah. like what's what's going on? The, and what there was a moment that worried me in this game, the Sheffield United game. And for listeners, we did win this game, by the way. We did win this game. Oh, uh, that, that moment that did worry me, where it was a complete lapse, where he doesn't know where he is, doesn't know where his man is. But McBurney hit, he tries to clear it against McBurney, and it goes in. And then Adrian's like, "What on earth is is, is gone wrong here?" He doesn't fill me with confidence. The basics that he doesn't do right, simple simple things. He doesn't. He doesn't yeah. He's just not good enough. In my honest opinion, I don't think no, he I, is. No, I, 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 I'll say it's the one or the two. Either he's not good enough or he's trying too hard. That's what I can't work out just yet. He doesn't look good. But the, I've uh, got a few so, little bits to add to that, though. I've got a few little bits to add. I guess I guess one thing now... now I mean, Spoonie was energising me when he was saying about the starting positions because we recorded a uh, a Patreon piece, which is like a members piece, um, straight after the game, Spoonie. And that was the first thing I was saying that some other cast members took offence to, which I said his body shape um, seems to be wrong quite often. If you look at the Everton goal, for example, his body is facing the left. Every other Liverpool defender is facing the right. And, and ultimately, those things you would think are things that should naturally be in your game by now. Now, I, I think one thing that does worry me in terms of Quebec is that if you look at the types of passes that seem to cause trouble... These aren't, you know, if James Rodriguez or if, you know, a, a really clever playmaker 
you know, it, it makes a pass that you appreciate is difficult to defend. It's one thing. But we're talking about just looped balls in behind. And that, that happens in every level of football. Surely it should feel almost impossible to be able to get in behind a Premier League defence with such a basic pass. And, and I think that that is worrying for me because I don't know how that improves. But what I will say to defend Kabak compared to everyone else, which is if you look at almost every other successful cog in this Klopp team, Jurgen Klopp gives every player, whether it's Andy Robertson, whether it's Ox, whether it's Fabinho, they had almost two months to acclimatise and come into the team. We play a very unique way compared to everyone else, and it takes an education to come in. And he's not only a kid, he's come into a completely alien language, a league, and he's it's the baptism of fire of all fires. So what we might be seeing now is the rocky road such that in two months time when he's had that proper education it'll look like a very different player so I don't want to give him an unfair standard compared to all the other players I love in the team um, have so so yeah let's give him that time at least I hear to that, give up that I hear that much because you never want to be I never ever want to be disrespectful when I'm speaking about professional footballers because they're like the elite of the elite especially Definitely. ones that play for my club but what I'm saying is that you know in order for him to get to the next level and regularly play there's some fundamentals that he has to work on you know and it's not even as though he's blessed with blistering pace where well, that's he, a problem where he can set a trap because you see clever defenders they'll go go and play it in there but they know they can recover to get in that yeah. and turn over then you're in transition Fofana does that a lot for for Leicester there you go but he doesn't he doesn't have that that turn of pace either which you know anyway listen he's a young man hopefully in two or three years time we're like talking about another inspired uh, transfer by uh, Michael Edwards and off we go. Yes, here's to hoping, here's to hoping. But then in the most, in the more recent uh, future, we do have a couple of games coming up. We do have a big week of football as always. There's no escaping football in this in this COVID season. We have a Chelsea, um, a Chelsea game at home and a Fulham game at home. So, you know, I remind you guys, we um, this is the we've. <laughs> I'm sorry, Speedy. I'm sorry. We um, we haven't we haven't won at home. We've lost, we lost our last four home games. I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, to Burnley, Brighton, uh, City, and Everton. We haven't scored at home in, in about nine hours oh. of football. Um, but it's not doom and gloom. It's not all doom and gloom. Uh, it's not all doom and gloom at all. Uh, Glam, want to come to you? Please try and please try and make make a smile ahead of this game. We have a Chelsea team under a brand new manager um, in uh, Tuchel, as as I think mm-hmm. that's how you pronounce his name. Um, what do you, ha, what, what are your thoughts going into the game? Do you think do you think it's just is this a must win? Do we approach it on the front foot? What are your thoughts? Um, well, this, these, these are the games that I don't really worry about. Funny enough, because these games, the guys were right to the occasion. You know, we played a good Tottenham side, beat them twice the season. West Ham were very were very on a rise. You can see yeah, on the table. Mika Antonio, I've seen him give top players the run around and make Phillips come out quite well. Very you well. know, so these are the games I don't worry about. It's, it's, it's the ones that the Brightons and the Burnleys that I know where they've got nothing to really play for and they just try their luck. Chelsea Wolf try to play, which is which will play into our advantage because the team that plays, we're able to play and express ourselves. So I am confident going into the game, we'll get something out of it. Um, you know, and I think the guys, I think we will get a win. Um, I just don't know, obviously, if Alisson's back. Um, I don't want Adrian in goal. I'll be honest with you. I'd rather Kelleher. So, mm. if Kelleher's in goal, or uh, Alisson, I'm confident we'll win. If not, 
then I, 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 I don't know. I yeah, know. so I was just about to say, Klopp has said that all of um, at least Ali and Jota will be available for the for the. Um, oh, Jota's back! Jota's back! We're winning, guys. And and also, um, there's a possibility of Fabinho coming back as well. And there is that now we actually have centre half playing centre half, uh, Spoonie. How do we line up now? So imagine we have a, an Allison back in team. Obviously, he slots back in. He's our, he's our big man between the sticks. Um, we have a Jota who comes in and he gives a question over Bobby. And we have a Fabinho who comes in. Perhaps he comes back into midfield. How would you line up uh, for this Chelsea game? Well, I mean, I'm not sure. If, if I'd seen maybe a little bit more from Quebec, I would have started with them too and then put Fabinho into the midfield because these big games are often won and lost in the middle of the park. You've got to you've got to control what's going on in the middle of the park and then that tends to dictate um, dictate the outcome of the game. So I would love to have had Fabinho in the middle of the park. That said, you know, he might be a great partner um, for Phillips. But what I would do, I, I, I think I would, as long as he was 100% match fit, I would throw a curveball at Chelsea and I would go 4-2-3-1. And just because he will, they will be setting up this week for Liverpool to play 4-3-3. Mm. And I think we could just catch them on the hop. Um, again, that, that game against uh, Man City where we went 4-2-3-1, they couldn't, they couldn't live with us for the first half. All right. yeah. The game's first 15 minutes of the second half and then the, the last half hour of the game sort of petered out. But, you know, that is, that's a brilliant Manchester City side. So, I, I, you know, I, that's the way that I would go. And I feel really sorry for Yotta. You know, you got injured in a game you shouldn't have been playing in. He scored eight goals in 11 games at that point. Um, and he was knocking on the door. I think it's only loyalty. Why, um, why Jurgen hadn't taken one of the one of the three strikers out in the main yeah. before that? But for sure, I, I would go four two. I would go four two three one. And if he does go four two three one, I might actually play Fabino as one of the two. Cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you did mention that because it did. It was like a four two three one, but at times it looked like a four two four at the Etihad. It looks like we're just going all, all guns blazing, which was great to see. And we've had like eight days since our loss to Leicester to scheme against the Sheffield United team, Mush, where we knew they were going to play a back five. And mm-hmm. that back five is there. And Chelsea also play a back five. So there is there is some similarities in that sense and how they're obviously there's, there's a big golf in quality um, in both sides. But how would you, or do you, would you like us to continue the same approach that we had with Sheffield United and, and, and Spoonie saying attack, attack, attack? 17 18, um, all guns blazing, rock and roll football, or you want it a bit more measured and refined and maybe play out a bit more of a controlled game? Um, well, I think Spoonie and Glam have both raised some good points. I think the first thing to say is that Chelsea's back five is a bit different to Sheffield United's because they play a 5 2 3. They only ever have two men in the middle. And what Spoonie's saying about maybe playing a 4 2 3 1 and having a number 10 that kind of disrupts their shape we can really outnumber them centrally because Chelsea play, they basically play a choice between Kovacic, Kante and Jorginho, whichever yeah. two they want to play. And then it's very much a front three. So there's a big hole there in an important area of the pitch that you can dominate. And I, and I think that... I'll definitely be surprised if Jorginho plays in this game. But potentially, but ultimately, whoever it is, even, even Kante, as, as incredible he is with his work rate, he's not going to cover three men versus yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I no mean? And I think, and I think one thing that Liverpool can really capitalise on is Chelsea aren't are very blunt in attack. They're not they're not creating a lot of chances. They're struggling to score goals. And I think Liverpool, if they're brave enough and they know that Chelsea 
have this wing-back system. They put a lot of balls across the box but aren't really creating much. I'm going to say it. I I think Liverpool really have the chance to have a very, very good result. And I'm talking about a bit of a spanking, to be honest. Oh, yeah? I'm I'm very confident. I think think Chelsea, it's very much a work in progress. I think Tuchel's a good manager, but... There's a lot of holes in that team. A lot of players like Chilwell and Reese James, who are very talented fullbacks, aren't wingbacks, and they're struggling to adapt to that change. You know what I mean? So, mm. so I think whilst Chelsea are still still in the making, let's catch them cold and, and uh, get some goals because I loved Sadio Mane playing in line with the goal um, against Sheffield United. He just looks so alive to it, and I think whoever's in that back three won't want that. Salah's gone if Salah doesn't go a game without scoring my goodness you know what he's going to be like the game straight after that so yeah that, that for me I'm I'm really really confident because I think Chelsea are the kind of team that we we can really exploit cool well that's that's filled me with confidence much uh, I have to say <laughs> uh Spoonie, do, what do you do you think there's any potential uh banana skins in this in this Chelsea team any areas I mean to be watching out from on their side listen I've I've seen us lose at home to to Burnley so yeah. I thought, um, <laughs> I like I'm a fruit store that only sells bananas. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like this season, I've you know been ridiculous. You don't you don't lose at home for six to eight games, and then you can't win it for four. Insane. Um, listen, Chelsea are a good side. He's an excellent manager. They have got fantastic players. Um, I mean, where where does the magic come from? At some point, Timo Werner's going to score. Uh, Mason Mount, I think, gives them so much. He can carry the ball from deep. He can finish off of either side. I think he's quite an underrated uh, player in that team. I, I really yeah, do. Um, if if, Ju- like if, Giroud, if Giroud starts, you know, again, he's not the most fashionable number nine, but he will give any centre-half a handful. Every centre-half will know that he's in the game. Maybe that's why we have to consider playing Philip. Spoonie, Spoonie, I was saying that if, if Giroud plays... I think Phillips has great awareness for clearing balls in the box, especially mm-hmm. aerially. I yeah. think if Giroud plays, then Phillips has to play. Yeah. Yeah. You can choose his partner, but Phillips is the one you don't have a choice with, I think. I mean, the only thing is, does he, does, you know, does Tuchel go with Giroud or does he go with Tammy Abraham? Because if Tammy Abraham plays, then we're going to have a little bit of a problem with pace. Maybe yeah, not so much well. with his finishing, but he will still give a threat in behind for Chelsea. But, I, I would start Phillips and maybe just because as a reward um, a reward for how he's played. I don't think he's actually let us down since he's been in the... No, in yeah. agreed. So agreed. And I, would, I would play him. Yeah, on, on the back, on, on regards to Phillips, I think there was only one game that I was like, okay, perhaps you're not the best on-ball defender that we have. Um, it, was, it, was, it, it was Brighton, yeah, exactly. Brighton, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it, it, yeah, it was Brighton away. He gets more play. Yeah, he didn't look that great. And Connolly. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't look that great, and there was a, there was a few passes that went astray. But since then, honestly, I got no, I got no complaints. Yeah, because you know Van Dyke didn't look that good against Aston Villa. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's very, very true. Yeah, we'll, we'll get an absolute run around from uh, Grealish and Co against Aston Villa. Absolutely, Watkins obviously got a hat trick, didn't he? Um, yeah, no, no, agreed, agreed, absolutely. Guys, you're all, we're all, you're all talking a big talk. I, I quite like this, but I'm, I'm going to have to tell you the guys to put your ma- money where your mouth is. I need some predictions for this Chelsea game. Mush, I'm going to start with you, mate. I'm going 3-0 Liverpool. Okay. Glam? Um, 2-1 Liverpool. Cool. And Spoonie? I was going to go 2-1 as well. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, um, cool. yeah I'm going to go 2-1. Odd yeah. goal. Cool. I'll go 2-0. I'll go I'm going to ask Marlon. Marlon, what are you going? Liverpool, Chelsea? 
Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> I said Chelsea. <laughs> did, did you, did you I'm, I'm following for AC13 straight away. Did, did you hear how the hackney just came out of me? I kissed my teeth. I didn't. <laughs> never kissed my teeth in public like that. Like a reflex. <laughs> oh man, hilarious. Okay, cool. And then right after Chelsea, as we as we do wrap up, right after Chelsea we have a a Fulham in very fairly decent form. They're um mm. I checked the form table uh, recently, they're actually eighth in the form table. Um just for just for measurement, we are eighteenth in the in the form table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> Fulham have actually only lost one game in the last seven. They are ticking along quite nicely, but especially because I think they were everyone's pick to go down. Yeah. Especially, especially following their recent times of them coming up uh, in in the league. But honestly, that that Nigerian co- cohort that they have uh, up front, I love to see it personally, and they're they're, they're doing well. They're doing well. Um, on topic of banana skins, Mush, what are your thoughts about that game? It's a tough one, isn't it? Because Fulham, weirdly, I'm, I'm more worried about Fulham's threat. Someone like Ademola Lookman is just same. Like, I, I'm more worried about Fulham attacking than Chelsea. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's really weird, isn't it? Because um. Whereas I'm I'm worried about Lookman and and I, I just feel like we have the capacity to maybe underestimate Fulham, similar to what Glam was saying, which which we just won't make the mess like mess of with um Chelsea. I, I I just I just remember how the last Fulham game went and we were really poor. We we couldn't handle Dick or Dover Reed. I think since oh, that then game was awful. Yeah, that, was when, think, that was when Hendo was sent a half and he had some of the worst performances I've exactly. ever seen. I mean, Matip <laughs> came off at half time, didn't he? But yeah. it, it, I think um, what is a challenge, and I think our midfield Thiago has really struggled against this, is that Ruben Loftus Cheek is an absolute powerhouse and great ball carrier from the middle with lots of quality as well. So, based on how Thiago's played against Pogba and a few of the more mobile types. I would hope Fabinho kind of comes into his natural position by that point. Um, if, Fabi- if Fab plays there, I'm, I'm always confident. So I'd, I'd be confident then, but knowing Liverpool, it'll be one man in and another man down by the end of that Chelsea game. So I don't want to have too much hope at the moment. Not trying to speak into existence, but... Yeah, yeah touch wood. You know, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Glam, how about yourself, mate? Uh, thoughts on the Fulham game? I think it's probably going to be in line with what you said earlier. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, the opposite from Chelsea. I mean, I'm more worried about the Fulham game. And... <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. The the Fulham since the since we played Fulham, Fulham is gonna have been even better. I think the game at Craven Cottage we was lucky to get a draw. Um, I think they were very impressive. I was shot. I thought we was gonna go there and beat them six nil. So did I'll I. Be honest with so you. did I. And you know they they showed some real real resilience against us. And since then they've come into their own. And I mean Lookman's looks good. Um, you know Ruben Loftus Cheek looks like he's playing. Maya as well, the new signing, yeah. he looks good. Zambo and Gisa as well. Um, the only thing I'll say about Fulham is, um, is Aurelio still in goal. I've never rated him. Um, oh, um, oh, Ariola. Ariola. Yeah, Ariola, that's oh, yeah. it. Ariola. Um, yeah, I've never rated him from PSG days. So he, we need to get some shots in on that guy. Because he's, <laughs> he's not he's not, not that technically gifted as a keeper, I'll be honest with you. You go watch him, he's got some howlers left in him. And I think that would be our weakness to attack. But, Let's get past the Chelsea game first. The Fulham one, I'll be happy with a one nil, but I'm not. I'm more confident with the Chelsea game. We're at home. Come on, Glam. Where's this? Where's the confidence at home, gone? We've lost four in a row. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> in a whole row don't mean nothing. We ain't got the twelfth man. We've got no fans. Oh, gosh, now. <laughs> you your coach, your mates, and your teammates on the sideline cheering. There's nothing else, mate. Yeah. Home means nothing now. Nothing. Go on, go on, go on, sweetie. 
I, I can only but agree with that. Um, the fear factor, walking down the tunnel, hearing the crowd singing "You'll Never Walk Alone" is not there. Um, but let's listen. Let's just hope that that result against Sheffield United just gives us a little bit of momentum. We could gain a little bit out of the Chelsea. I think if we, as long as we avoid defeat against Chelsea, we could then go all right, three in a row, try and beat Fulham at home. We're expected to beat them at home. The game at Craven Cottage, we started horrendously slow, and we yeah. started um, as much said like we expected to beat them six nil. And I, and I, even though I don't think. Um, total quality-wise, that the Premier League is the best league in the world. It is definitely the most competitive from top to bottom. No doubt. But any any day you turn up thinking you're going to take liberties, you could get felt up. And, you know, we've seen it enough times already. So, um, listen, as long as they respect and they should remember that game against Fulham, because that actually started and was right at the beginning of that horrendous run. Yes. Mm. They should look back on that and go, we do it, we be professional, we don't slip up. And then and then we march on. Do you know what I mean? So, um, listen, if we could get at least seven points out of including Sheffield United, and we, we take, we don't lose to Chelsea, and we beat Fulham, it's not been a bad week. But I think we should win both games. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. I I I definitely echo the same sentiments. And yeah. Who, who would have thought that we that we actually be saying that we're out yeah. the next three games we'll, we'll be expecting a, a full nine points? But yeah, this is this is where we've come. This one win against Sheffield United, bottom of the league, can 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 can, 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 can do to you. But yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad though that we did brock up West Ham. You still got your car, you know, Spoolie. He hasn't. Here's the keys. Oh, <laughs> Marlon's done. Marlon's done then. Oh, man. Hilarious. Okay, honestly, guys, this, this has been a pleasure to record. Honestly, uh, I want to say sure. thank you. Thank you to both, obviously, Cheers, DJ Spoody. Um, Marlon, Pick thank you so Marlon. much for joining us. Yeah, Pick for sure, Marlon. for sure. Thank you. Big up, Marlon. Big up, Marlon. AC13, check it out. Um, yeah, absolutely. From from anything, from, <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about cars on, on a Liverpool pod. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. <laughs> who who would have thought... Who would have thought the only Asian on a podcast would feel left out because he has hair? That, that's the most <laughs> <incredible>. <laughs> Oh, man, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, beer game, beer game, was beer game, beer game, beer game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're about, we're about, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, guys, thank you so much for joining me. This no has worries, been, man. This thank has, you, man. This has been excellent. And, yeah, till next time, guys, check us out um, on all our socials, uh, Cop and Fracker on both Twitter and Instagram. Join our Discord if you haven't already joined that as well. And our Patreon. So from the bill of £3, you can to our Patreon and you get exclusive content. Like, who knows? You might, we, might, we might even be able to, to um, reach out to DJ Spoody and then Marlon again in the future. Um, so yeah, if, if they're down there, you get some exclusive content there. So yeah, until then, uh, we'll see you guys soon and then we'll walk alone. Take care. Peace.
Social Podcast Network.